Welcome to the Leadership Exposé podcast. This podcast is for purpose-driven leaders at diverse levels and organizations around the world who are seeking to scale and transform their leadership to level up their business and to create an impact in the lives of people all around them. Business and boardroom topics, trends, innovation, transformation, and the intersection with leadership is the focus. We enable success. I'm your host, Stephen Paul. In this episode, we welcome Ivan Tajeda. Ivan is the co-owner, chief financial and operating officer of a company. He has had uh, several international long-term experiences globally working for various companies where he has provided the leadership, management and vision to take the companies forward. We will learn about Ivan, how he became the person he is today and his journey of reinventing and finally reaching where he is now. Exciting times. We'll hear more about that. Ivan, welcome. How are you doing today? Thanks a lot. Uh, doing well. Doing well. Excited to be uh, to be here and uh, talking to you and, uh, and obviously uh, being part of this podcast. So. Excellent, excellent. So, Ivan, I know you've uh, you've lived in the UK, but and and I'm current, you know, I'm in the UK as well. But for the purposes of our audience, tell us where you're based. I'm I'm currently based in France, in Lyon. Uh, <clears throat> so I came I came here in 2000, 2011. Uh, okay. And before that, I was in Italy, where I spent three years. Wonderful. Uh, that's when I left the UK. So just after living in the UK. So wonderful. Well, continue with that theme. Let's hear about your, uh, you know, your your personal and your professional leadership journey. Uh, tell us briefly that inter intersection of that, and um, uh, and then we'll take it from there. Yeah, Where so do you I, I, begin? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll begin from from the very beginning. I, I guess uh, when I migrated to the to the UK, uh, that was uh, quite a few years ago. I originally from Spain. So that's what I started my. Uh, that's what I did my, my studies, and then I moved to to the UK, where I started my career. Um, it was a I would say um, a career that was probably a, in a way unexpected. Uh, my background uh, in terms of my studies was actually on marketing. Um, I ended up working in finance somehow, uh, and and that was the interesting part as well because uh, it, it took me through a journey um, which uh, which which leads where I am today. Uh, you know, started working in, in different areas in finance. Uh, origin originally it was just to get a job. I'm <laughs> pay I'm paying my bills, as they say. Uh, and then I and then quickly became uh, you know something that I uh, that I got found of and I started learning more and more. Um, I I work in different companies uh, throughout throughout these years, from software to uh, then industrial companies. Uh, and uh, the one that I spent the most time with it was. Uh, Emerson, Emerson Electric, a U.S. company, and, and again I started working with them in, in the in the in the U.K. and that's what took me afterwards through uh, through all my uh, my assignments in, in different countries. Um, so it was a very exciting career, I would say. Uh, it took me from uh, I, I went through many places with them uh, internationally, uh, whether it was uh, Middle East, whether it was Asia, uh, also the U.S. Uh, and physically, physically myself, I moved from country to country. So, uh, so I moved to uh, to Italy, where I spent three years. Um, uh, totally, uh, it was not planned, but it just it just happened like that. An opportunity came up, and I, I decided to take it um, in a role that uh, many people would have said uh, was more of a probably a, 
you know, going backwards in my career. But I found it was uh, for me a very, uh, from a personal and a professional standpoint, standpoint was very, um, uh, I would say, profitable. I would say no, 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 not in the money sense, but more on the on, on what I gain as a person. Uh, you know, you move to a different country, you need to learn a new language. I didn't know Italian at the time, so I have to learn all all, all the, the the lingo to live there. Um, and uh, and then my daughter was born actually there in Italy as well, so it's it's quite close to my uh, to my heart, I would say. And then from then uh, from then on on that job, that's what actually led me to come to France. Uh, you know, so what it was supposed to be, or what we, many people judge judge it as a let's say backward move, uh, uh, moving into a more of a say a planning role as opposed to a finance director role. Uh, it led me to to come to France. Uh, as part of a, an acquisition that Emerson did at the time, which was a company called Chloride, a UK company. Uh, <clears throat> so they, they acquired the company uh, and they, uh, they, I came here just to integrate the company in the Emerson culture uh, from a financial standpoint. Um, so I spent five years with them. Then I moved, uh, I continued my journey with Emerson because they decided to sell the business to a private equity company. So I continued my journey with Emerson into a different business uh, south of Paris. Uh, very interesting as well. Uh, completely different industry. Uh, I love I love that part too. Uh, I had a, we had a lot of sites across Europe, so a lot of traveling uh, across different countries. And again, you know, you can compare the cultures of different different uh, different countries, and it's quite uh, quite uh, enriching. Um, and then, uh, as it happens, you know, a lot of traveling as well. I had to take a tough personal decision, I would say, because uh, all that traveling obviously was uh, at a cost, which was uh, missing a little bit out on the on on on, on my daughter growing up. So I decided to uh, to leave uh, Emerson at the time uh, for another company, U.S. company that was based in Lyon, um, and uh, and then I could stay closer to uh, to my family and to to my daughter. Uh, so, uh, so that was a yet another change, a significant change. A company called Lennox uh, International that was in the refrigeration and conditioning business. Very interesting company as well. Um, I spent three years with them, and through that, I lived through the COVID uh, in this in this company. So, like many people, I guess in COVID, everybody um, was thinking of rethinking their life. I would say. You know, I had been by then. I had been in the finance uh, roles for for quite a while, uh, and uh, I felt that uh, I wanted something different as well. Uh, and my heart was telling me that I had, I suppose, my heart and my wife was telling me that I, I was supposed to, uh, you know, I was always meant for entrepreneurship. Um, and uh, these things, you know, you, you don't know when they're gonna come, but it, it happened to me, and it was, I would say, it's a coincidence or or maybe destiny. I don't know. Uh, but my ex-colleagues from Chloride here in Lyon, they came to me and they said, look, uh, the parent company is selling Chloride. Uh, so do you think that, uh, are you interested in taking part on the adventure? And uh, it just happened that, you know, I was actually on that, uh, on that, on that uh, self-exploration uh, of myself and, and I found out that I wanted to be a, an entrepreneur. So, um, so I took, uh, I took the chance, uh, we started working on that. And in 2021, December 21, we purchased the company, uh, and it's been now a year since we uh, since we started. So uh, um, 
a lot of work through that time, uh, obviously, because uh, we had to, 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 to take it out of the group where they were belonging to. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I would not change it. I think uh, even if it, if it comes with a lot of hard work, uh, it's definitely something that you feel, you're suddenly feeling the, the value that you're putting into it, the added value that you're doing to the people that are working in the business. Uh, and you can model things the way you want it. So, so that's very important. Yeah, so that, that's actually a very interesting journey. And, you know, one thing that uh, that kept coming out as a word when you were describing your different journeys was uh, agility. And you were right. able to, uh, to navigate through not only different roles, different business domains, different companies, different, or, you know, different countries and cultures as well. Um, and that takes that takes a lot of um, you know internal agility to be able to to navigate through that. But uh, I'm also curious to hear. I mean, like you know, I, I've I've lived in many countries. I've you know packed my bags and just gone as well. And I've lived <laughs> uh, globally. Uh, you know, five different uh, countries, four different continents, and 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 and, and I, I've I've done small term pieces as well. Uh, but I'm curious to hear, uh, because I want to relate to something that, that I've experienced as well, is through those journeys, was it all excitement or were there, were there points of, you know, uncertainty, fear? Right. I want to hear that from you. How did you, how, how were you navigating? Oh, yeah, there is, <laughs> it, uh, a lot of people, you know, come to me with uh, the words that you just expressing, uh, you know, particularly in my family. You know, the you know I'm the only one in my family that ha has left to Spain, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so they they feel you know I've been very agile and the courage that you put into it. But you're right. I think there's a lot of uh, I went through a lot of times where you have a lot of doubts, uh, the fears, as you said. I recall particularly uh, my first years in the UK, uh, where you know you feel all of a sudden you change the whole social circle that you have right so you have to kind of rebuild it uh, and um, particularly in the uk is a very dynamic uh, environment i, I live close to uh, very close to oxford how we come not far from london so so people come and go very fast uh, and it's kind of a, an interesting uh, adjustment that you have to make and uh, coming from the from, from my background where you know there's a lot of social environment it's, and the people don't move that much Mm -hmm. uh it was, it was an interesting experience uh and you learn how to adapt um, and also you know going to uh, other countries like italy or france where i didn't know the language um that's uh it's a pretty scary at times because uh, obviously you know you have to not just you know the, the, the let's say the mundane things that you have to do you know you need to find an apartment and, and then and then in front of you you have people that don't speak English or, or any other language so you have to find your way because you need it right yeah uh, so I, yeah there's a lot of a lot of doubts in that in that in those moments yeah I, I, can, I can relate to that I've, I've been through that myself and um, I, I think one of one of the things from my my, my perspective just to share this as well is uh, there were times when I was traveling especially during my younger years where I was just by myself and I didn't you know my career was the main thing <laughs> so relationships was all about career yeah nothing else and then you know things have changed now obviously i, I do think three four times before i, <laughs> I take an opportunity 
you know, and, and obviously I, I do have elements of uh, doubt and, and fear as well when I when I take on certain things, um, because I know it will come out as a positive outcome, but um, that initial bits are, are all, yeah, I guess I'm human as well. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think I, I think there, there is that. And also, I think there's a degree that you, you learn also how to cope with that, with that uncertainty. Exactly, exactly. And that's the level of comfort that that I get. And I, I, I know you do, you do get that because you know, you've done it, you can right. do it. Right. So immediately any doubts or fear, you know, you close the gap fairly quickly uh, as opposed to dwelling on it. Yeah. But okay, good. Um, you know, great to hear that you're now in a, in a state where you've probably, as you were describing, you've reached a stage where, you know, that the entrepreneurship is, is kind of that, um, you know, one of, one of those biggest levels where you're, you're leading the company as well. You're, you're contributing and probably leading big parts towards the vision of that organization. Is that, is that where your ultimate aim is at the moment? Yeah, I think I, I, you know, I guess through that, through always through my career, I was, I was always, and even from my student days, um, Entrepreneurship was was quite close to my, to my heart, and, um, and but when you when you think uh, you know you can do entrepreneurship for very various reasons you know you can do it uh, just for the money uh, just because you think it's good uh, um, for the status for me it was more um, and I guess that that that's the whole journey for me that that's what it, I it came down to during the COVID time it's more about you know leaving a legacy I think that's uh, that that's the important thing do something. I can leave a legacy as well to others. Uh, uh, you know, it's not just to yourself, but just for the others as well. Uh, from from a let's say the people standpoint that work in our company, mm-hmm. we have about three hundred and sixty people across across the the globe that work for us. Um, so just leaving leaving a legacy for those people, but also you know leave, leaving a company that that will last for for a long time. You know, that's I think that's uh, and that can change things. You know, there are a lot, a lot of things that we, you know, we hear today about the, the environment, uh, and you know, I'm happy that we can drive now with my associates. We can drive those initiatives that we want to drive. You know, we we want to transform this business in a way that will help. Uh, you know, the, the greater uh, aim, or I would say, or the greater the greater objective. You know, so yeah, I think that's uh, that's the beauty of that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, wonderful. And and um, you know now now you're in that you know executive and you know board level type of uh, role. What what are the types of conversations in your in your view that companies uh, need to be having in the current environment? You know, at the executive level, at the board level, uh, what do you think they need to be be more focused on? Need to prepare for? Yeah, I think undoubtedly. There is a, a significant transformation that is happening uh, across the globe. You know, obviously related to the impact of companies in not a while back. It was more about the social environment. You know, how do you impact where you're based? How can you benefit? How can the you know the town that you're in? How can they benefit from? You know, how can you contribute to to that town? So it was more about employment and so on. But now it's a little bit larger than that. Mm-hmm. So it's coming to a to a you know, we're talking about the impact in environment and how you can influence that. And you know, some of those things, particularly in France, uh, right now, is coming is coming to uh, you know to a, to a point where you know we're getting to a position where w- what it was 
maybe uh, I would call it a vicious circle because uh, you know they say well you have to, to to take care of the environment but all of a sudden you know you don't have you know it's, it's pretty hard to do it because then you need to influence your suppliers you need to influence your customers as well um it's starting to become now a vicious circle uh, sorry a, 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 a circle of virtue right now where whereby now we're seeing the government in france uh, incentivizing all those changes uh, within the the banks the banks are actually uh, looking into that as well the private equity companies are moving more and more towards that that kind of investment what is going to contribute you know to a greater objective um, so personally ourselves you know here at the the, the board of uh, fluoride we, we do spend a great deal of time talking about how we can change um, what we're doing how we can help our customers Mm. but also how our suppliers can help us uh, can help us to do that yeah. and it will come through uh, you know it's not going to come by itself it's going to come through a lot of innovation yeah so uh, you know we spend a lot of time talking about how can we innovate to make that happen yeah uh, you, you know you know you, uh, you 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 were just reminding me of a conversation i had with one of the boards uh, recently and um, you know you you touched on a very key point around uh, you know, stakeholders. I mean, most most companies only focus on shareholders, for for, right. for example, right? But you 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 know, you talk about different uh, stakeholders within that uh, ecosystem that you need to be either keeping close to, or you need to be be mindful of them. You yeah. know, in alignment with the vision of your organization and how you know how uh, what's what's your end goal as well, or your journey towards that end goal as well. And many many organizations don't do that. And how you described it actually makes makes it even more relevant, especially these days, uh, because things are changing so quickly. Yes, you, know, you mentioned about transformation. Lots of transformation happening internally, externally, and there it's not just your direct. Um, stakeholder groups that are impacted there are so many other other stakeholder groups that are impacted as well so i i'm i'm i'm, I'm actually thrilled to hear somebody is actually thinking about that <laughs> yeah it's a, and, uh, and we we are in the in the in the energy domain so you know that that's basically our our industry is all in the energy so we we, we furnished equipment for the energy um you know for, for the traditional energy business but also to the renewables and you know, all, all the different businesses and yeah. I, I don't think I don't recall having seen this um, this level of transformation in the energy industry uh, ever. I mean, you know, we we are we're seeing our customers that were doing um, you know different 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 sources of energy. They are transforming completely. They are changing. They are they are they are pivoting almost the whole strategy of the companies to to move to a completely different area you know we're talking about the hydrogen hydrogen is becoming something that you know we don't we don't see much in the news about that because you know it's not it's not populated but we see a lot of initiatives yeah, yeah. from uh, from that from that from that particular uh, industry which is it's quite exciting i would say you know to, to see that level of change and and that they are taking it on board you know and they are these are the traditional businesses that were doing let's say fossil uh, energy yeah and they are moving towards that. You know, they are the ones that are actually taking the steps to say, okay, let's let's move towards that. That's what we gotta do now. Yeah, yeah. And and um, you know, you touched on a few things related to challenges, but uh, you know, any any you know experiences of what you're seeing as challenge in, in the business or in the environment, 
as a result of now we've got our economic situation, the shocks that are happening in different parts. I know Europe is probably in a different state than what UK is or probably uh, what the US is. <clears throat> are you do you have any 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 perspectives on the challenges that you are you're facing as a business or maybe just just generally? I, th I think what, what what we are facing particularly, uh, I I would resume it to summarize this in two challenges. I think is the skill shortage. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, finding people that are interested today in engineering jobs, uh, it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard. I think, uh, you know, particularly in France, I, I see that a lot in France. We've seen in the UK as well, because we have a, a subsidiary in, in, in Aberdeen. Um, and and we, we struggle to find people that are interested in, in you know, in engineering jobs and, and things like that. So so that's that's number one. And for us, it's important because, you know, we, we have a business because of people. You know, that's, uh, it's, it's all about people, our business. Um, and then the second one is certainly, we, we still see a lot of tension in terms of supply chain. Mm -hmm. You know, that's something that hasn't gone away. Um, there's still inflationary trends there that are, that are not helping, uh, but there is, there is supply chain is, uh, and it, it will continue to be hard because this, this transformation that is happening in the energy industry is bringing a, a huge wave of capital utilization Quite in, and it's quite capital intensive, which is which is going to put a pressure on obviously in the supply chain, and it, and is is going to put pressure also on the on the availability of capital across across the globe. I think because they are they are large projects. Uh, they are not they are not a small projects that they're dealing with, and um, it has to happen. Uh, but it will it will it will be there will be a quite a, quite a bit of tension for the at least for ne for the next couple of years. Yeah, wonderful, Ivan. Let's let's talk about you. What's uh, what's one thing that's your secret formula to your success? My secret, uh, my my secret formula. I don't think I, 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 I <laughs> or a formula to success. I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's a. Yeah, I would say I don't even know if it's a formula. But you know, I I've always said to people, you know, you have to be curious. You know, I, I sometimes I've been, I've been presenting in front of uh, you know MBAs and, and students and so on, and they tell me, well, you know, how, how do you become a CFO? How do you you know? Yeah. Just be curious. I mean, just like me, I started in you know my studies were marketing. I ended up in finance, and that didn't stop me <laughs> from uh, continuing my career and, and learning things. Yeah. I think part of the part of the reason why I've changed from different industries and moved from different businesses within Amazon as well is that curiosity. You know, yeah. just just be curious about you know. Don't be curious. Be that hunger of learning as well. I uh, I've always loved learning about new things. Um. So you know, and it could be through books. It could be through you know studies, or it could be just through experience. Yeah. Uh. I I personally like learning through experience. I think it's a, it's a great a great way. I learn my languages. Um just by moving to the countries. Because even when I moved to the UK, uh, I, I could hardly speak English. Uh, so, but you know, I think any way of learning is is very beneficial. Now the experience is uh, obviously, uh, to, my, to my knowledge, is probably the, the best one anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, wonderful. And let's let's continue with that uh, with that theme. What, what, what does a day in the life of Ivan look like these days, morning to evening? <laughs> Well, you know, wake up early. I uh, one of the things I try to do is to take care of myself. Uh, you know, uh, I, I tried already for many years when I was traveling a lot. I, I made a commitment to myself to um, 
to first you need to take care of yourself you know you you so i i started doing a few years ago exercise early in the morning because i tried in the evenings i try in the afternoons just doesn't work for me so choose the time that is good for you but take care of yourself uh exercise meditation uh learning things uh, I, I love doing that early in the morning as well so i have that secret time for me uh, to spend time for myself um and then I, you know, spend a bit of time with my daughter. So I take her to uh, to college, uh, so I can I can chat to her in the morning and, and have a bit of time between with the two of us. And then I straight to work. And then that, that you know, we are, we are right now in, in in that moment where you know we're still changing a lot of things. So so it's quite quite intense. You know, we were back and forth. We we, we exchange a lot with my my associates, uh, with the managers, with everybody. Um, and yeah, that's that's quite intense uh, from that period. Wonderful, Ivan. Um, what, well, we're coming to a close now. Any any closing messages or challenge to other executive leaders or boards or business organizations uh, that you want to share here? Oh, I think I think the the you know the the message obviously to to the to the to the wider audience I would say is. Um, you know, keep up, keep keep your mind open uh, because uh, you know, and I think that's something that. We are learning a lot through this transformation we're seeing in many markets is that things can change anytime very quickly. And I think if we learn something from COVID and, and we, we learn also something from uh, the unfortunate situation that we're seeing in, in Ukraine, is that, you know, it, it just doesn't, it just takes two men to disagree to, uh, to change the course of history, basically. Uh, and I think, you know, we're all in, as, as executives these days, we live in, we live in a, in, in uncertain times and we need to make sure that we uh, we adapt to that very quickly uh, and us as, as people adapting to that you know could be fairly easy but then you have organizations behind uh, and people don't adapt the same way so mm -hmm. we need to guide that that ad adaptation um, support it and make sure that you uh, you know the people feel feel equipped uh, and feel uh, the energy as well to uh, to make those changes Wonderful. Wise words from uh, Ivan. Uh, Ivan, thank you very much for uh, for being with us today and uh, for sharing your journey, but also giving some great insights on how you've navigated personal, but also business um, and good, good lessons for other leaders. So thank you very much for being with us today. Thanks a lot to you, Stephen. Wonderful. Okay, folks, thank you very much for listening in and stay tuned for our next episode on uh, AI, artificial intelligence and chat GPT three and four uh, from a chief innovation officer from a global company. So stay tuned. Hey, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You're now seeing this part of the video also because you consume some of my content, insights and teachings. Maybe you've been to my LinkedIn page or website or seen other social media ads or listened to my podcast. I'm Stephen Paul, a business and transformational executive coach, strategic advisor, leader and board member. I've been in diverse roles, corporate executive, entrepreneur and worked with businesses and firms of all sizes, built and launched businesses created high impact boards and so forth in four continents. I get it. I've been there, done that. But what is different is I bring a unique perspective and a playbook. I've helped 100 plus business leaders just like you to scale and align their leadership top teams, the board and overall business for growth. 
leaders like Ivana from medium-sized company in the EU who grew 150% and expanded globally in under five months. After she started to work with me over facilitated sessions in an initial three days, I helped fine-tune their strategy and align their leadership team and board to be a cohesive driving force to achieve their dreams and outcomes. I want to teach you the same thing and more on how to scale and align your leadership team and board so you can increase your business growth and value. Get clarity on what is the next right strategy for you. There are multiple ways we can work with you. Number one, click the link for a free non-obligatory 60-minute initial strategic session. Let's get a feel for your dreams, your vision, your challenges, and let me convert that into a route map for you where we can co-develop and co-pilot. Number two, enroll in an innovative and intuitive digital online course that I have curated, created to help you transform. It's called Unshakable Resilience. It is the ultimate program for individuals and business leaders like you who want to be equipped at a personal and professional level to respond to any form of challenges or in crisis situations and take on opportunities with grit, resilience, and build a mindset of success. In essence, you want to be unshakable, thrive in crisis, take on opportunities in the face of adversity, and build a success mindset. So click the link below to learn more on how I can personally help you individually and your firm to scale and align your leadership team and business and pivot in a transformational way. And for you to experience this, whatever the challenge you're facing, get in touch with me. Let's discuss and I will share my insight rapidly to enable your transformation. Click the links below.